because it was like featured heavily on that Z Channel documentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. they love so much, and I was like, and they showed a couple of clips from it. And, well, I'm be honest, westerns not like my big genre, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, doing twelve weeks of westerns, I, I'm a little, little worn out of, of them, but it's uh, it's cool to see Joel McRae. Uh, I know he did a lot I of mean, westerns later. Yeah. Well, but... that's that was his thing, and they, you know, um, he did a, like one or two in the '30s, but you know, mainly he yeah. was. He was, uh, you know, a romantic leading man. Mm-hmm. And the Sturgis but, comedies, yeah. Right. But even, I love any era Joel McRae, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in kind of a way that like Dick Powell reinvented yeah. himself as like a song and dance man and then going noir and even Western for Dick Powell. Same thing with Joel McRae. And I think he mm-hmm. just, he fits perfectly in the genre. Yeah. Um, and oh god, I love him so much. And then of course Randolph Scott, Scott, who um, who wasn't um a great actor, no, um, no. but is perfect. Yeah, is I, a perfect Western lead. He's yeah, he's basically um, he's not a great actor, but he works so well as like your grizzled, uh, especially yeah. in the Bud Bedecker movies, and um, and this one he's so far what I've seen is he's good. Um. Yeah. The weird thing about Joe McRae is that I haven't seen a lot of those his later films. So, yeah. but I, I remember him from Sturges and. Um, and this uh, is his uh, last movie. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. mean, his dead last movie, and um, Scott made a handful more. Mm-hmm. But this is near his. But I mean, it's like such a. It's. Uh, yeah, I won't give anything away. It's just. A, <laughs> it's just a great. It's a great last movie. Like, well, what a way to go out. I'll let you know how how it ends yeah. up, but uh, yeah, we, we'll be talking about that and the uh, shootist later today. Fantastic. So, um, yeah, we have uh, Marcus Pin. Um, welcome, Marcus. Hi, Marcus. Hello. <clears throat> oh, Pin- excuse me, Jesus. Hello, Pinland thank Empire. you. Coughing <laughs> <laughs> right out of the, right out of the cage. Jesus. It's okay. Um, no, yeah. Trust me. <laughs> um, yeah, our first time. I got to meet Marcus last year in New York, uh, which was fantastic. Awesome. Uh, things the stars aligned. Uh, he and I and uh, um, well and James Hancock from Wrong Reel and um, Geekin is that the, his YouTube yeah oh uh, Geekin out with James Hancock <laughs> um, but it was fun to share a taxi ride with James uh, he is the best or an Uber ride he is the best <laughs> car companion I think ever um, and it was great to hang out with you and your family and your friends all of whom were film people so um, and of course you it was our first time meeting so. Uh, long yeah, it was a, we, we've podcasted before uh, five years ago. Was it five years day, ago? Actually. Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. it, was, uh, Jarm- it was either Jarmish or Mist- I think it was Mystery Train yeah. or Jarmish. It was, it was one or the other. It was like General Jarmish Mystery Train. That was five years ago. But um, yeah, and then, yeah, last year we got to meet in person. That was really That's awesome. That's fantastic. And Marcus, I know you from from your awesome Twitter account, yes. um, Penland Empire, oh, and um, which uh lots of amazing side by side comparisons mm-hmm. and uh which is crazy because i have to go and s- i actually have to um get alerts for your account because for whatever reason twitter decides to bear yeah. your your tweets yeah well no it's for a specific i i back in uh early december late november early december of um 2020 i tweeted a comparison that was with a cronenberg film and it was like very gory and bloody and then someone must have reported it and then ever since then uh, i've been my media has been shadow banned if i just tweet like words like anyone will see it but if anything media a link a gif a video (laughs) 
a link to my film site. It, it's really annoying, which is always the main reason I always got on Twitter is for people to gotta mm-hmm. go to Pinland Empire, go to my outside writing. Um, I have started a separate um, Twitter account uh, with uh, another handle who I've actually never met in person, but we've become buddies online, but uh, Hokuto underscore empire. It's just, it's another, it's a side-by-side, strictly side-by-side comparison, but it's just like action films, Hmm. early silent stunts, Western, like all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I still post post from Pillan Empire. It's just one of those things where like, it's, it's heavily muted. A lot of people don't see my my stuff anymore, but my, my actual site at the end of the day, like that's what it's about. Pinland Empire dot com that is not stifled i'm still updating regularly um i just recently put out a couple of words on claire denise latest film which comes out in a couple of weeks uh oh, I, nice. Up, nice. I updated and this is a criterion uh podcast i just updated uh, a recent post on uh the visual similarities between uh joe para season three and the films of chantal ackerman nice those, those movies are cool. very um very much in sync. And then uh, I got a nice message. I got a DM from Joe Para himself uh, oh, thanking nice. me thanking me for it. But he, <laughs> he assured me. He said he him or anyone who's ever worked on the show, they've never seen any Shelter Ackerman movies, which I find hard to believe. But he, he has no reason to lie. It's just so. Yeah. Go to yeah, com. Check out all the new stuff. Um, I'm always updating it. So Sweet. All right. Tell, tell him to go uh, go go big. Go with the, the big yeah, one. And uh, tweet, at, tweet at Twitter support and ask why. Sean Dealman. Why I'm why I'm shadow banned for eighteen months and and, and counting. Now. <laughs> don't get me people, started on Twitter. I work people in, steal my gifts. I work in uh, IT. They don't, get, yeah. they don't get shadow banned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marcus, if you could do me a favor, that other account, um, I, I definitely didn't capture the spelling, but if you uh, let, let me know of that, I'll put it in the show notes so people oh, can find, sure, yeah. uh, find uh, that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Empire. Um. Yeah. And it's funny, Jill. I, I I've been following Jill on Twitter for a while, and then I got really into the back and forth you had with this film critic that i'm not a fan of either i'm not going to say his name that's not what this podcast is about but I, I, if you don't know what i'm talking about i'll say it off record but okay he's a guy who he has like a little personal like Substack type blog mm-hmm. this, this and might i'm just be... very fascinated by it i, I just really he's just, he's kind of a disgusting person mm-hmm. but i just can't, i'm just so fascinated by everything he says because it's like wow you're a real person and then you and him were going back and forth and it got pretty ugly but it was like whoa this guy is just i already didn't like this guy but now he's just like i've seen that movie before too but i'm trying i'm trying to it's been i've had so many arguments with people um Uh, we'll we'll discuss yeah 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 yeah, yeah, we'll discuss later p-break territory Um, so patrons you you might learn the identity if if that's cool with you jill yeah Uh, i don't give a shit (laughs) exactly well clearly i mean you, you had it out with him right rightfully so like in public on twitter so it's not like yeah. Uh, yeah, probably know who it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean this, like, seriously, Jill is almost always, well, I shouldn't even say almost. Jill is pretty much on the right side of any argument I've ever seen. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to say you're always right, Jill, on everything you so do. Can you tell Thomas that for me? <laughs> I will. When I come to Atlanta, I'll, I'll say, <laughs> yeah, order dinner. Uh, just um, Jill, Jill order. She's always right. Um, but welcome, mm-hmm. and, and also um, you have Zebras in America, which is um, uh, long-term. I mean, you've been doing that show for a long time, probably at least five years. I yeah, think 2000, 2017. Wow, oh. February, February 2017. Yeah, and you have, you have more episodes than we do on this show, but um, <laughs> but I, I know you kind of go, you know, sometimes in spurts, it seems like. 
Yeah, recent, de- definitely recently. We, we we usually get in a groove, but just with with life on both yeah. ends, Scott has stuff going on. I have various things going on, but when you know we can, we try to record nowadays. Although we get through our Zebras account or our separate Twitter accounts, or even sometimes in text with people we know in person, people will message us and like, hey, is everything okay between you guys? Like they think, and it's like, oh, well, Scott, just so you guys, Scott's one of my closest friends in real life. So yeah, every, every, like he's someone I can never be like mad at. I've known Scott, I don't know, uh, 16, 17 years. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah it comes Scott's through. like family. Uh, like, frankly, oh. I think podcasts are all about rapport. You know, it's yeah. more, oh, more about rapport than the content. It's, it's always funny getting <laughs> I'm worried like are you guys cool not friends anymore and like five minutes before or after Scott sends me a really like disgusting meme or something to make make me laugh <laughs> or a picture or a picture of his mother giving me the middle finger like that's how like that's kind of our, 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 our relationship so nice that's nice. great yeah. well let's get in we we have a lot to talk about uh really great uh June 2022 announcements um I'll start with uh, so usually criterion is pretty much consistently they release on the or they announce on the 15th of the month um maybe it changes if there's a weekend or whatever um however this time i think the 15th fell on tuesday and they said hey guys we're gonna wait a couple days so um we're gonna announce on the 17th which happened to be the 50th anniversary of a certain film that we're going to talk talk about so (laughs) do you think that was intentional or do you think that was just oh i think i think it was intentional it was also St. Patrick's Day, so people were like, "Is there going to be an Irish film?" And no. <laughs> yeah, I was I was banking on Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Yeah, no, I was uh, thinking uh, maybe, uh, maybe Bl- Bloody Sunday. Although that just came out from imprint. Yeah, but they're still pretty great. So um, let's dig in. Uh, and Marcus, uh, Marcus Angel, have you seen many of these already? Um, some. Some well, actually, I, more, more than some. Now, now that I think about it, yeah. What what am I saying? I've, I've seen. seen I've seen two. I've seen two. Okay, three. We'll, we'll see. See which three. I I know one of those. Jill. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start with um, uh, our favorite, our among our favorites, Pal and Pressburger Masters, yes. uh, the Tales of Hoffman, uh, finally oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. upgraded. The I had the Studio Canal Blu-ray and it looked amazing, but uh, this is the. Um, same print, so uh, I'm basically double buying <laughs> like I always have. Um, I, I believe it's the same print as the, the Studio Canal, but it is a 4K restoration, and it looks like the supplements are the same as the DVD. Uh, there's an older commentary with uh, this guy Martin Scorsese, uh, <laughs> Pop- Papa Marty, and yeah, um, I don't know. He he's supposed to be good, I, you know. I don't know. <laughs> He's not, always he, talking and talking about cinema. Why didn't he make a movie for once? Oh, don't oh. get us started on that. <laughs> we defend I, I Papa Marty. That, I, I, tweet, I tweeted that once years ago, and it went kind of semi-viral. And then, like, a couple of people thought I was being serious. Yeah, mm. of course, there's always. And right. I was right. like, oh, come on. You ruined people like you just ruined the joke. But, yeah. <laughs> um, also has a uh, – It's the commentary is with Scorsese and critic Bruce Eder. I don't know Bruce Eder, but it says mm. newly updated by Eder. So I don't – know what that means uh, so maybe he went and did a you know like a prologue i don't know uh, everything else is the same um i'll just ask if either of you have seen this i haven't oh thousand percent as a matter of fact as it worked out i was tweeting movie comparisons to tales of hoffman uh literally like 48 hours before criterion announced this nice 
um, because I was just reading up on uh, Roger Corman and uh-huh. Tales of Hoffman. This was it's his favorite film. Not only that, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Jesus, George Romero. I apologize. I get the I, George Romero. Jesus, <laughs> big George, difference. George Romero. Big difference. George, George, Romero. George Romero was saying how much he loved Tales of Hoffman, and it's the movie that quote made him want to make movies. I'm sure Roger Corman like, loves you know, it too. Exactly. Yeah, sure, sure. It's not his production sure. style. But... Sure. And then I was, um, you know, I, I and then I'm going back to. I remember the first time I saw Tales of Hoffman. Um, was because it's featured there's this really cool sequence where the movie itself is featured in francis ford coppola's tetro and i remember being like oh what is this movie this looks really cool there's like it's it's just a quick segment of when she's being pulled apart um and uh i remember going oh i want to i want to see this so then I, I went home after seeing tetro looked it up and then i remember i almost bought it and then i remembered i actually bought the t- i used to back in my 20s i used to blind buy criterions all the time that was like hmm. the thing you did and i remember i stopped myself i was in barnes and noble from you know I'm, I'm dating myself and then i went home and i was like oh i have tales of hoffman on dvd i've had it for a couple of years i just never watched it it was still in the wrapping and everything so uh i watched it and i yeah, have i've loved it ever since i love that movie uh, I have no, no no idea what you're talking about, blind buying uh, criterions. Yeah, guys, <laughs> uh, it was foreign concept. Um, I, I, I have actually put off seeing this because I was hoping to have a, an opportunity to see see it in a theater. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've had, you know, oh, I've, I've just kind of passed on buying it or anything, you know, for, for that. And, you know, if there was a, uh, you know, a nitrate floating around or something, which I don't know if there is in good I shape. Would, I would imagine there got to be somewhere. Uh, but I think this coming out, I'm going to snag it and I'm going to go ahead and, and, um, go for it. So it's like one of the, it's one of the few of theirs I have not seen. Yeah. So, and by the way, uh, there is an interview with George Romero from 2005 that was probably on the DVD. So, um, so that makes sense that I, when I first saw that, I, that kind of didn't seem, but seem is there right. an interview from Roger Corman? That's Roger what I Corman, um, No, and th- I think they tried to get him, but he was, he's not available anymore. <laughs> Cause he hates that fucking movie. <laughs> well, I think he's dead, isn't he? Oh no. <laughs> he's not no. Roger Corman. No. Oh boy. I just killed Roger Corman. <laughs> you did. Oh, no. He's going to die now. I'm because sorry, George he, Romero. George Romero, George the Romero guy that makes the movie. Yeah. He is, yeah. yeah. Sorry, he's Roger. Very dead, but yeah. Roger is very much alive. He's just old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, got it. Well, yeah, not not in the game anymore. Um, but he invented independent cinema almost, or not invented, but he was a, a big patron. But didn't didn't always have great films. Um, I have seen oh. this, and um, so apologies to any opera people. Well, first off, Maura Shearer. Shearer is in this same mm-hmm. uh, leading lady in as uh, the Red Shoes, and this is another, you know, and it's an opera, so um, she's the you know, ideal cast, uh, and she's she's great in this movie. Um, I will be honest that it's that if you're not a big opera person, and that's just a blind spot for me. I've never been to an opera, only seen a couple. I've you know I like I've listened to a couple like uh, classical music, but um, never really watched one. Mm-hmm. So this was a little tough for me the first time. But um, gonna give it another go. It, it looked fantastic, like gorgeous. Um, and I'm actually kind of surprised they didn't do a UHD for this. Uh, but um, but yeah, it deserves a second yeah. chance just for Pal Pressburger and Shear. And um, yeah, we'll see if I like it more. All right. I, I think I even just didn't give it a rating. It was like one of those that like I m- missed out. Um, yeah. So I can't credibly. Well, you know that's kind of how um, not to. Um 
get too much on a digression, but that's kind of how I feel about uh, Umbrella's a Sherboard. Hmm. Like, I think it's beautiful, and um, I appreciate it, um, but I had a really hard time getting into the, like, and I love musicals, Mm -hmm. um, but, like, I'm like, when are these motherfuckers going to just talk? (laughs) You know, like, I mean, I, 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 I I liked it. Let's put yeah. it that way. Like I liked it, but like, you know, a lot of <laughs> my friends are like, "Oh, it's so good. It's oh, it's so sweet and so sad." And I'm like, "Okay, you know, it was pretty. <laughs> it was like a conf- it was a confection. Uh, you know, I enjoyed I enjoyed it, but you know, yeah, it's very twee. Um, yeah, and Jill, that's a great example because I had the exact same feeling about that film that you just described. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell you watch it again, but I did watch it again, and I kind of put my, you know, I kind of tried to be open minded, and yeah. I ended up loving it the second time. So not saying that okay. you will, but um, but once you get kind of get into that world, it's um, yeah, uh, it's it's I, I got it uh, after seeing that. But um, okay. and yes, we we can digress on the show. We've done it before. <laughs> So the next movie uh, is, uh, and by the way, no no upgrade to the cover. Um, just want to throw that of the of Hoffman, uh, same mm-hmm. DVD cover, which I was kind of disappointed by because the um, the Studio Canal, it's just a still image, I think, of Shearer, but um, but any still image from that movie would make a great cover. Um, so coming on June fourteenth, we have a couple. This is one of a couple films out of left field, uh, but it's a recent film called Farewell, Farewell Amour, uh, which looks um, fan, really intriguing to me um and 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 um Marcus you know you live in the city this kind of immigrant taxi driver story might be very familiar to you um I'm curious your sure. thoughts about this but I was it, yeah I, I was reading up on it. I, it I've never even heard of it honestly um but I, I it's something I I'd, I'd like to see um I'm I quite either. uh yeah. yeah I'm I'm quite I'm always especially these days I'm very not to get all political and make things about race i'm very critical about uh black cinema as vague mm-hmm. and uh, you know as that sounds so i'm, I'm this, this looks like something I, that I'd, I'd be into so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised i never heard of it so and get yeah. political as political yeah, as it's you fine sure, sure. <laughs> I, I just yeah be yourself it seems like now let me be clear i love jordan peele i just think that yeah the yeah. the 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 this I love Get Out, but I just feel like it, it's also it, it just has a chokehold on on black cinema. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Generally speaking, obviously not 100 percent in uh, in the same way that like once the mid 90s hit the way that Pulp Fiction had a chokehold. Yes. on Like all of, of yeah, like American cinema in like yeah. the mid and late 90s. It's just everything is just kind of like an offshoot of this thing. So, yeah. Which, which ha- it's, it, you know, it, it, it happens. So. Well, I, I love, you know, Barry Jenkins, uh, Steve McQueen. But yeah, yeah, maybe there is a little bit of overcompensation um I'm 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 all for inclusion of females, um, uh, different races, and I love immigrant sure. stories, but yeah, maybe, maybe that is happening. Um, I, sure. I think that I, I like that Criterion is bringing more diverse films in, and I think for, not not even for the most part. I think they've been consistently excellent. So, um, well, ever since that they basically, you know, they were was it 2020? They were called out or 2019? Yeah. yeah, they were right. called out that you know it shits hella white. And they said, you know what? You're right. And they, I think I've actually been very, I mean, uh, of course, you know, here I am white lady and no one needs to hear from a white lady, but, um, you know, I think that they've 
done an okay job. I've been mm-hmm. very impressed with consistently, you know, they're releasing um, titles, you know, that are more diverse from more diverse filmmakers and they're not just holding it off to, okay, well, we're going to release this just in February because right. it's black right. history. Yeah, month, you know? exactly, exactly. So it's been, they've been sprinkling it out throughout and Even on the um, channel, like the fact mm-hmm. that you can see Kate yes. Rivers now. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a the good channel, example. The programming on the ground, channel. Stuff like yeah, that absolutely. Is, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're and not to- tokenizing. The, the, no, know, they're, no, not, no, they're not. No, they're definitely not. And, and it's not the same, same old, same old. It's not because right. okay, I'm going to also I'm going to use a I'm going to poke the bear a little bit. It's not the um, <laughs> where you've got on, say, another um, uh, company that goes, oh, you know, we're going to celebrate black, black voices and then we're going to mm-hmm. show the exact same Sydney right. Poitier. God bless him. <laughs> I love yeah, him. Of course. But yeah, if, he's if, great. If you trot, yeah, if you trot out in the heat of the night, mm-hmm. like, stop it. Like, that's, I mean, that's, you know, fine. You know, it's, it, it, it's interesting you say that because among, like, I, I, some folks know this, some folks don't, but like, it's weird. And the way that <clears throat> no one wants to talk about this, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, the way that like certain black communities, the way they like resented Jackie Robinson when he went pro, right. a lot of folks mm-hmm. had these weird resentments towards Sidney Poitier because he was like right. the only yeah. standard. And yes. it kind of worked against yeah. him so- yes. sometimes. A lot of people don't realize that. But it's like, and it's funny you say that about other, I, I kind of got, a, a few people thought that I was like <clears throat> going to bat and defending Criterion. Back when this whole, yeah, back when people were just, how come we don't have a lot of like black filmmakers? But I did, you know, in fairness, there are, I'm not going to name them because this is a criterion thing, but there are other, well, whatever. There's like, there's Kino, there's Milestone, Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. those few guys alone have Mm -hmm. the rights to a lot of other black films. So to some degree, there were certain things that criterion just didn't, you know, have. So, and it's like, and I remember telling people like, you know, I understand the frustration, but you could just buy, you could go, you could get stuff from Milestone, you can get stuff from Key. I mean, geez, it's Kino out put there. Out personal problems, which yeah. was at one point we thought that was like a lost film, right? Um, and now you can, you can still, you can get the DVD. Now it, it's a great, it's a great movie. They and also featured why, my my review of it on their website. So that's awesome. So, and you know, and I understand why they're going after Criterion just because they're the, they're the face they of are. kind they of are. like they niche. Are. Yeah. Home video, just like you know, people are going to go after you know TCM sure. for whatever because they're the face of classic cinema, and so, yeah. um, and 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 and, and I, I want to make sure that I, like I love City Pointier, he's fantastic. He was working with, he was groundbreaking and working within a really shitty system, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. so what was coming out at the time was holy crap i cannot believe they did this um and yeah it doesn't age well because and also because white people hold that up and go i love sydney poitier i'm not racist so um but it's it's when um you know that is still relied upon today and we and it should still be a part of the story of um you know, black cinema, um, and black and black actors, but it shouldn't be the, Oh, well, let's check this box and we'll show this film. And that shows how great we are. Right. Right. And we're, you know, so I do think that criterion has in some respects, they have 
you know, put their money and their focus where they said they would. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I think they have done a, a a good job of, of holding, they, they took the criticism and they did something with it. And I, and I'm, I'm really excited to see what else that they, that they come out with. So Jill, hold that thought. I think we might be having the same conversation two titles from now. So yes, but I'll just say, just to wrap up uh, this um, uh, farewell amour, um, it, one thing I like, I, I like the Raman Brani immigrant stories that, you know, Man Push Cart and uh, Chop Shop that came out yes. I believe, last year. Um, you know, he's, I believe he's is he Iranian. I, I don't know his, his background, yeah. but, um, oh, but, man, but he's a New a Yorker. Queens, a Queens film. Just so for those yeah. who don't know the regional stuff. Uh, right. Uh, yes, I did. Chop Shop. Yeah. I, I can well, his other films too. And I think that's where he's from. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do have a. I have dual citizenship between Queens and Massachusetts. That's where my, <laughs> my family's in Queens. Um, and that is where I was born. So I'm always, whenever I see, whenever things are like very Queens specific in movies, mm-hmm. I get very kind of, you know, just kind of love my, my, it tugs my on second your home. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I love seeing it, you know, Shea, Shea Stadium right near the, where the plot is happening. Um, So uh, yeah, I, yeah, I go to New York a lot. you ever been around the, that area? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it's really like, it's like, yeah. it's like a separate world bubble cut off from this mm-hmm. world. It really does look that it's not even, I'm not saying this, it's not dangerous, but that area sure. in, in, in chapter really is that kind of, it's just like a forgotten land, like time mm-hmm. before, land before time. It is a very just like weird, like, are we in New York City or are we, like, where are we? Like, <laughs> it is very much, a, it, it's a very weird place to this Honor. day because about a couple months ago I had to pull off and get gas right near where that film is shot and wow. it still looks just like, just forgotten mm-hmm. honestly wow. the drive to your house the uber ride to your house you know mm-hmm. went pretty close to that area and i i was looking around in it i was thinking about chop shop mm-hmm. um but anyway we have a few we had six films this month so a pretty big month um so the next one i haven't seen uh it's stanley kwan's rouge but a lot of people were very excited about it this and cover my yes. god wow right um stanley kwan yeah. who yeah. I, I, I i don't know stanley kwan um Maybe he's done other other work, but what I love here, we talk talk about inclusion. Another blind spot for uh, Criterion has been, um, um, Korean Chinese cinema. Um, ex- yes, and they've corrected that a little bit, but it's all been martial arts movies, which we talked about uh, a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great episode, but I, this might I don't know I don't think this is the only um, Hong Kong non martial arts film. But if it's it's at least one of few, and um, and there's of course you know uh, treasure riches that there that we still don't have. Um, so have you either of you seen this or yeah. know about it? No, I haven't. But the cover again, the cover, I was like, whoa, this looks mm-hmm. uh, this looks really cool. So. Yeah, just the res- response I, I saw online from people who had seen it, it was like, get ready, it's going to be um, uh, a great movie. And I think there's an uh, an LGBT element in there because mm-hmm. there is uh, a documentary about representation of queerness. And LGBT identity in Chinese film, so um, that will be interesting. And there's a conversation with uh, Quan and filmmaker Sasha Chuck. I don't, I don't know the filmmaker. Um, and yes, a couple other subti- uh, subtitles, um, uh, supplements. It comes with subtitles. <laughs> have, yeah, definitely subtitles. <laughs> oh, an essay from Dennis Lim, and I've, um, I, I like, I've read his work before and um, and appreciated it. So, I mean, I think I saw him comment on it. Is he in our group? I, I Maybe could be, I could be mistaken. Anyway, oh no, I saw it on Twitter. He, he was so happy on Twitter. That's right, his his own Twitter account. Yeah. But yeah, looking forward to this. I can't really add much. Uh, 
You got anything, Jill Marcus? No, I mean I just see, yeah. I just see, uh, I see the words courtesan. I mm-hmm. see uh, opulent 1930s tea houses. I'm there. <laughs> you know, yeah. suicide pact. All, I, all <laughs> this is every all, everything's like, oh yeah, this this looks great. The cover we got, mm-hmm. you know, sensual butterfly. Yeah, pretty much everything's Jill, Jill is saying. I don't want to repeat what she's saying, but everything she's saying is, is why. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Lush scene. I mean, come on. It yeah. all all the descript all the words are there. A wayward scion. Anytime <laughs> they use the word scion in a in a in a description, I'm like, all right. Well, they're not going to say it. teal for. <laughs> 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 um, after finishing the the Gong Li um, uh, Zhang Zhang Mu box set. Like this seems right in that wheelhouse. So I, I, you know, opulent tea houses, early thirties, Hong Kong, um, is kind of, he, he did a lot of period pieces. So this is probably, if you like those, probably going to love these and they call it Hong Kong second new wave. So, um, I don't know much okay. about the first or second. I, I've seen a lot of Hong Kong pictures, but, uh, haven't really studied them. So curious if there's more on that. And then we have, okay. Oh yeah! I, I wish I could do like an Isaac Hayes, but it would come out. <laughs> no, it would terribly. be terrible. <laughs> and I'm a white man. And, and um, we would just, but you know, we love it. We all love Shaft. Every time I want you, this I, cover as a poster on my wall. Yeah, the the, the cover. I, I'm going to bet there's more because the cover was done by Bill, and he's a big deal. So I'm going to try to get his name right. Uh, Sinkovich, is it? It's probably Sinkovich. Oh. The it's, the comic book artist. The comic, it's probably yeah. Sinkowitz because it's like Mankowitz. Yeah, yeah I think it. Oh, I didn't realize. Right. Oh, I guess this is his style, and I think he. Uh, for those who don't, he's also a great follow on Twitter. By the way, he is on oh, Twitter. Oh, nice. He just tweets a lot of random art that that he does. Oh wow, I guess that now that I look at it, it makes sense. He actually leaked it, um, and I think it, probably he's big enough that who cares? He, you know, Criterion wasn't mm-hmm. going to say anything, but he just said. I think that actual logo of Shaft. He uh, posted that. Yeah, he a, did a different color, I think. But um, this it was like, like last last year too, wasn't it? Yeah, and then of course people yeah. were like, "Why would Criterion do Shaft?" And this exactly. is what we're talking about. And you know what? I was like, "Okay, shut up." Exactly. Because Gordon Parks is a god. Mm-hmm. Richard yeah. Roundtree is a god. This movie is a fucking masterpiece. Shut mm-hmm. up. So it's, that's what yeah, I have to is. say to all those people. And it's fun too, and it's it's okay to have you know it doesn't have to be serious highbrow, um, you know it, it's but it's it fun, is, it's influential, it, at and influential. the same time, yeah. is it it is serious though? I mean, this is mm-hmm. well, and yeah, this is, yeah. I mean, I don't know, I I don't know. I think that I think a lot of people uh, now will watch the the black exploitation films of the seventies and they, mm-hmm. they think they're kind of, you know, kitschy or, you know, funny, but that's, it's just, it's the same mentality when people go back to watch, you know, like the 1950s melodramas and they, and they kind of laugh at the ridiculousness of it. Like there's a reason I'm trying to uh, put this but, in the right words. I mean, it, it, <laughs> There's a lot of bad shit going on, right? Yeah. And so the over the top is kind of the way that you're dealing with all of this awful stuff that's going on. You know, if you go back to the those Cirque melodramas, I mean, it's mm-hmm. the the oppression and the the um, 
you know, uh, all the the underbelly of the the per, you know seemingly perfect suburbia. You know, so it's it's a way that you can explore that in this kind of over the top way. I don't know. I think this this is such a great fucking movie, and I'm so stoked. And it has two movies. It has the the follow up, yes. uh, both of the Gordon Parks ones. And by the way, Gordon Parks artist you know he he comes from that pedigree and that's one thing we've seen you know van peebles yeah. uh you know the, the 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 people that started these movements knew what they were doing um uh so yeah there's his autobiography uh, by the way for those listening or if you guys have if you've never read his autobiography it's fantastic yeah 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 it's so good i mean everything i'm just uh, he's he is just um one of the greats yeah anything he does is yeah but this is actually um currently on the channel too um, oh is it it is and oh, so i'm assuming cool. so we're getting the 4k mm-hmm. uh blu-ray combo of this so I'm, I, I'm wondering if what's streaming on the channel is the 4k probably yeah um, i don't think the 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 sequel isn't 4k it, it doesn't say so it's uh, I doubt. I doubt it is. This is going to be maybe release of the year. This is, so we talk when we talk about stacked. I mean, this has everything. I'm not even oh, going to go through it. But um, yeah, there are two two Blu-rays with supplements and in the film. One of the built Blu-rays probably will have the film, and then um, just two with supplements. Uh, there's a new documentary. Uh, there's actually. Um, st- Uncompressed stereo soundtrack remastered with creative input from Isaac Hayes the Third. Now I do I, I do know that Isaac Hayes is, is no is no longer. I'm not going to kill somebody <laughs> else on this show. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I can't wait. Um, I haven't seen the second film, so I don't know if it's good. But um, uh, Shaft's big. Marcus, sport. have you seen it? The the sequel. To Sh- yeah. Uh, no, I don't remember it too well. I have, and then there was also Shaft in Africa. I I, I don't remember the I don't yeah. remember the sequels too well, but the, yeah, the, I've the first seen both of them. But it's it was like you know late night college, sure. you know, and exactly. I probably, no, exactly. <laughs> probably exactly. was extremely <laughs> wasted. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I have seen them all, um, and there's diminishing returns. Yeah, let's just say that um, yeah. always. But. Um, yeah, well, this well, is this is sweet. The same trip I I saw you, Marcus. Um, I went to MoMA and they had a whole uh, couple rooms on Gordon Parks, and it wasn't oh, well. just the phone, but they did have uh, Shaft playing. Um, and of course they had his photography and his writing. I mean, he was just yeah. multi talented. Um, so okay, well I hope I'm not this title, but we have on uh, June 28th a couple big ones. The first one is the worst person in the world. Which um, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. I bought this digitally last Tuesday uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it was available, and I watched it. And um, so far, I have I have not seen a lot of 2021 films. I've seen maybe 30, 40, 50. I don't know, but this is fi- by and large the best film I've seen uh, from that year. I haven't seen Drive My Car yet. That's coming up, um, uh-huh. and that's so why I was delighted to see this because. Um, it's just really a, just a stunning movie. So have you seen it, Marcus? I have. I liked it. Liked it? Yeah. Just, yeah, like, I, I, I liked it. Because, I'm, I'm, uh... <laughs> I mean, you gave it such a favor, like, one of your favorites, you know, the, it wasn't, like, uh, I don't know, like a top five or top ten of mine. Aaron's like, it's I, the I, best I movie like ever made. Yeah. Marcus is like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, I don't know if you'd agree with 
the way I describe it is it's kind of like a coming of age story, but it begins with somebody already being an adult and um, being a little yeah. lost. And uh, I sure. won't say much more than that, but uh, uh, I think the performance uh, was remarkable. Uh, Renate Reinsby? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not so, sure how to pronounce her, her name. And this is my first Trier. I've, I've heard Oslo, uh, I forget the 19-something, um, is really good. So, Jill, uh, and uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know I haven't seen it. <laughs> I mean, I'm barely holding it together. You think I'm going to be able to sit down? Nah, I can't. No. But, you know, I might watch it at some point. Jill, I think you'd like this. I, 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 yeah. Uh, the one thing is it's kind of, maybe not as much, maybe somewhere between me and Marcus, but I think it hits on kind of universal themes that, like, everybody yeah. can relate to, and it's very mm-hmm. well done. So, um, And as far as the supplements, uh, so it's just a Blu-ray, and there's actually not much. Um, there is an essay from your buddy, yeah, my, Sheila. Yeah, my- my friend Sheila Malley. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, she always has, she has such a unique perspective. And um, so that'll be, that promises to be good. She always, she always brings it. So yeah, ask her if you'll like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, think, I'm, I will. I, I, I think, will. I think you will. I'm actually surprised. Uh, somebody brought up in the group is this the first uh, film? nominated for an Oscar that was released before the telecast. And uh, I think it is. Oh, it I mean, it's kind of a weird state. Yeah. So uh, I, uh, what about blue is the warmest color? Was it uh, nominated? That, it was, but it was, that was that after. Was, I think that came out, that came out quite later. But you remember when they came out with the, wait, okay. They did. It, Cause that was IFC films. That was when they, were yeah. Didn't they do IFC. that? Like weird, that weird release for yeah. it though early where they just wanted to get it in as many hands as possible. Yeah. Remember. So it was February, 2014. Um, so yeah, that actually, that could be the closest. That one. might be. Well, might that be was when it was 2013. Okay. So. Yeah. I don't know okay. about the Oscars. That's some, something okay. we'll, somebody will fact check, check us on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Certainly. I'm sure. But, um, but yeah, I, and of course, Drive My Car is nominated for a few as well. So and right. I think oh, right, a lot of people right. thought that would be the next one. Um, but uh, yeah, have you seen Drive My Car, Marcus? I have. I have. I like that too. I like that also. Again, not uh, it's not on my like favorites list, but I still I, the worst thing I have to say about it is that it's not a masterpiece. You know what I mean? Like I, right. I, I like right. it. I like it. Okay. Um, I'm curious your 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 favorite film of the year. Oh, it's between um, the Souvenir Two and, and Titan. Okay, I, I can't wait to see okay. the Souvenir Two. I, I really enjoyed the Souvenir One. What, what's interesting, you can see Souvenir Two without. I mean, for those of you listening who haven't seen the first one, see the first one. But the way Souvenir Two is framed, where it's just kind of like you hmm. get all the backstory, you're able to piece together what's happened early on, and you can just go from there. Just so you know, and and Titan is on is on Hulu right now, and. It's yeah, I want to. I, I want to see it. I've heard yeah. it's like just bonkers as fuck. Have you it's, seen it raw? No, you know, you know, it, it's actually not. I think okay. There, there's one scene. There's one scene in particular where it's just like describing it sounds crazier than okay. the actual scene itself. <laughs> oh yeah. It, okay. If anything, it, it's like a. It's like a respectable kind of like. It's like a David Cronenberg mixtape, honestly. <laughs> it's like it's like Pulp Fiction. It's like Pulp Fiction, but just Cronenberg references throughout. <laughs> Got um, it. Okay. But it's just okay. it is it, 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 even for such a highly highly derivative film, it's so good. I, I really do love okay. it. Okay. So yeah. okay. That's one thing about streaming and watch list. Like I, I have probably ten 
great films on my Hulu watch list, um, but I, mm. there's just so much around. Yeah, I've, my my watch lists are just. If you didn't know any better, you think it was like a cry for help. <laughs> it is like it's so desperate. Like, yeah. and, and I know I'm never going to get around to all of it, but yeah. I, I keep fooling myself, you know. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, when um, no, I was saying when 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 Titan first came out at Con and the first reviews. Every, it's like, oh my god, it's the craziest movie ever, and I understand, but there's really only two isolated moments mm-hmm. where something, it's like the spurt of like, whoa, what the hell was that? But then the mm-hmm. rest of the movie, the movie is kind of weird, but the rest of the movie, it's more but just about like grief, loss, denial, change of identity. Um, mm-hmm. if, if I don't know if you've seen her previous film, Raw. I think you were just mm-hmm. about to mention that. Yeah, Raw, um, was, it, Raw was very yeah. good. But it, it, Yeah, I think, and I think I liked Raw, and I think that Titan is, is like twice as three times is better than than raw so yeah for what that's worth um oh, okay well it is it really is number one on my uh queue i think nice quote nice. at his uh quote i forget how to say it is number two but anyway we have um i, I didn't expect to to well i kind of did expect to talk about dog shit today uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um i have not seen pink flamingos but oh, as mentioned 50th anniversary. Uh, John Waters has been talking about it, so we've been talking about it for the last mm-hmm. several months. And it's kind of funny, Jill. I, was he trolling us? It was like the back and forth. I know. I mean, it's not just us, but everybody. Um, so you've seen this, right, Jill? I have. It's been ages, um, but this was a college, a college view. It is to say it's good. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just. Uh, yeah, it it's great, Marcus. Have you I think seen it? It, I think it's a good movie. I think it's but it's good under the the guise of yes. under the umbrella of like what John who John yes. Waters is, which you know yes. it's interesting. He's someone the older I get, the more I respect him because when you mm-hmm. learn about his taste in the film, it's yeah. kind mm-hmm. of opposite to what he makes or made. Oh I yeah, because yeah. he's not as active as he was you know before. So and he's also you know every year I always look forward to his top ten of, of mm-hmm, the year yeah. list because it's one of those things where it's like a third of it I completely agree a third of it is stuff I've never even heard of and a third is like stuff I don't agree with at all or, or I didn't like but it's interesting that that he liked them and it just always made me go back and rewatch and just the fact that like he was so influenced by like Jonas Mucus and then mm-hmm. you go back and watch something like Pink Flamingos you can actually kind of see that you know, kind of guerrilla, no budget art house style in mm-hmm. his films, like, like Pink Flamingos. So right. yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited. Isn't yeah. he a this is... Cirque fan, I think? Oh, a huge oh, Cirque thought, fan. Well, yeah, a thousand percent. Thousand percent. Yeah. Yes, huge. And, and, and really, um, you know, polyester is a, is a nod mm. to oh, those yeah. <laughs> Cirque melodramas. I mean, that's, yeah. it is a melodrama. Yeah. With um, the scratch and sniff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but you know, Francine is, is the, you know, forgotten lonely housewife. And so like it, all of this, all of his movies are, I mean, and even like, um, you know, female trouble um, is like, it's like a like a <laughs> rebel without a cause. I mean, it's like you know, it's yeah, it's definitely you know. So this one is so is so great. Um, of course, divine, of course, mm-hmm. and then you know, Meek Stoll and David Lockery, who were um, you know 
key in the in the Dreamlanders um, troop. Um, yeah, I just I'm so to and it, you know and there's always um, uh, he always had it's always set in Baltimore. He always has yeah, mm-hmm. these right, people right, right, that right. he's like rounded up from like a bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think about like in female trouble like the guy who played gator um who marries um dawn you know it's just these people that are like obviously junkies that Mm -hmm. you know he you know he found at the bus stop but now these are um this is a is so you're you're in for a real treat aaron and a lot of them were his friends you know like yes. he kind of had a troop kind of like andy warhol yes I mean, the dreamlanders yeah 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 um and yeah, i'm just reading the synopsis mink Stool and david lockery their characters have a habit of kidnapping women in order to impregnate them <laughs> so and then there's incest cannibalism shrimping, shrimping. okay mm-hmm. um i'm not offended by shrimping but i don't but i don't know and um, there is there is a gross out ending so um there is a lot of filching too. there's a lot of what <laughs> did you, I, I think i heard a word that i'm not gonna yeah. repeat but yeah i heard it too <laughs> it's a word we've used before <laughs> it's yeah yeah there's uh, yeah filch good old filch okay. anyways tom hanks and his robot okay that's um, an inside joke um, so yeah no this is gonna be great and and at like in as well, so David Lockery, especially like he met a very tragic uh, end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, died very early. Mink Stole is still with us, and very much so. And um, so, as a little fun tidbit, Thomas and I are going to a screening of Polyester. Um, hmm. next month at the Plaza Atlanta, uh, Plaza Theater, and it's going to be on 35 and Mink is going to be there and oh, we wow. are doing like a little VIP wow. meet and greet with her. And awesome. so unfortunately we won't have this title to get signed, but I will have my, my polyester, um, disc with me for her to sign the, the booklet, but can't Anyways, wait to hear about that. Yeah, that's that yeah, sounds, I love so I love polyester. It's su- such are, a fun movie. We are huge John Waters fans in this house. I've seen him live. I've seen him do his Christmas um one man show where he talks about reindeer having herpes. Um <laughs> so this is gonna be a lot of fun. I'm I'm really stoked and I love the cover. It's it's perfect. Yeah, it's, I, I having not seen the film, I don't really get the context of the cover cover, but it looks like a paper bag. Mm-hmm. Um, in ag- exercise in poor taste. Uh, well, it looks like a paper bag that's mailed to some. Oh, isn't that how? Mm-hmm. No, I, I think I heard something that like that's how they had to se- send certain films. It was in a paper bag, and I I could be incorrect in this, but I want to say that that it was pornographic films. Or mm. I, yeah, could be wrong on that. So oh. Correct me. Yeah, uh, I I can't. I was I was born in 1972, so I can't really speak on how. <laughs> How porno was mailed during that time frame, but John Waters certainly, certainly, I would expect he would know. He would probably know, yes. Um, so this is this is gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm and pretty so stoked. Two audio commentaries. They're both pretty old, but um, you know, I new to me, and uh, and one's Waters, actually both Waters, and um, and, and we've this, got the yeah, we got this new convo with Waters and uh, Jarmish. So. Jarmish, yeah, Marcus, awesome. and you're a big fan. That's my guy. Yeah. 
tour of the film's Baltimore locations. Um, I think they okay. kind of, they kind of did That's that with gonna fe- be fun. Fe- female trouble. Yeah, I wonder if they'll reference some um, other films as well. Yeah. Deleted scenes, alternate takes, and on-set footage. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Subtitles. <laughs> oh, and there's and more. So uh, yeah. Who knows what they're cooking up? Um, can't wait. Uh, yeah. Always wanted to see it. Always waiting for this day. So it's it's a fun time. Yeah, you're gonna have a blast. Um. So one thing with was that we have not seen is a lot of the the Janus films um, that have been touring or announced, even as far mm-hmm. back as like a year or even more, um, have not been released. So um, you know, we have mm-hmm. Inland Empire is the big one. We have the uh, Romare films. We have Distant Journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you just go, go look at their website, there's probably 20, I would say, Ickery XB1. So I, I, you, it used to be almost reliable that if Janus Films got uh, the rights or are toured, you know, a disc would come maybe three, four, five months later, maybe. Um, but it's been a while. So, um, and there were none this this year, I guess, except for, no, none. Yeah. So I, I what, what do you think is the deal? Or do we, do we know? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, good, good question. I'm just. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, I wonder. So, when's the last time that we got one of those released? Well, Faya Day, Day. I, I might be saying it wrong. That was that was announced, but that was a new film that they um, okay. distributed. Because I kind of wonder if, because of the change in approach to what they're go, the kind of films they're going after. Um, that they announced in 2020. I wonder yeah. if maybe that has kind of altered their um, curation. Their yeah. curation, some. So, like Shaft, um, you know, that could have been a Czech film, a uh, Czech New Wave well, film. Um, so, right. So they'll probably arrive. So and or Romare, you know. So Romare, maybe they're just maybe they're not set. prioritizing them the same way. Possibly. Yeah. yeah uh, I don't know. Sense. That's a that's just a pulled out of my ass theory you hey, know hey ash let us know send me an email <laughs> <laughs> okay well let's talk about the um the re- recent released and some some news items um yeah we, we spent a little time on the releases so might uh race through these a little bit um so sure. uh le circle rouge is 4k and by the way there was a bad review about it from blu-ray.com but yes from what i understand um no no fear um People have seen the disc. DVD Beaver uh, gave it a high recommendation. Whatever problem they found, I maybe it was isolated to their disc. I don't know. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and then Adoption, Boat People, and Love Affair, all of which I've seen now, are recent, recently released. And then coming soon, Flight of the Phoenix. Uh, Drew, you want, we need you to watch it and send us an impression. <laughs> <laughs> the Last Waltz, Love Jones, and Walker. So I, I know that's a lot. Um, so Marcus, just of this release slate, anything jump out at you? Love Jones. I think that's really interesting. Um, and, uh, Walker obviously, but, um, yeah, I think Love Jones is like the biggest, huh? But in a good Mm -hmm. way, it's just Mm -hmm. nothing I, I I didn't expect that from Criterion. So, yeah. So you've seen it? Love Jones? Oh, sure. Many times. Okay. Well, I'm not seeing it. So I've, I've been looking, it's one of the, the ones I'm most looking forward to, um, uh, yeah, Flight of the Phoenix, <laughs> Last Waltz. I don't know. Uh, Walker's great. I, I don't sleep on Walker. People. Um, yeah, I no, he... it, it's um, it, it's <clears throat> it's weird. He's such a like 
I think in more recent years, a lot of stuff, Alex Cox is either known for essentially being like a film critic, film analyst, mm-hmm. or just a lot of the, his last big hurrah kind of was the whole issue. Speaking of criterion, all the stuff with, you know, um, fear and loathing in Las Vegas, but like mm-hmm. he was a really unique filmmaker, really, you know, u- unique voice. And I think Walker is definitely, it kind of it encapsulates all that. And it also makes just like a nice uh, double feature with uh, the Ponte Corvo film Burn, uh, mm. Starring Marlon Brando because because it's about mm-hmm. the same guy okay. and it's such okay. an interesting take on the same person. So have not seen Burn, but you know what, Jill, I'm thinking we we can maybe get Alex back on the show. I might try. Yeah, all right. Um, it's 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 tough with him. Let me just his circumstances are really really different than most people. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right, uh, Marcus. He's really transitioned into like a tastemaker or a film historian and he's um he's been on some releases you know for supplements and um just quite talking a few about... yeah 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 I he mean, used to it... have this great that there's clips of the old show he used to have on bbc uh on on youtube i always wish that there were um full ep- yeah, he... ep- episodes of it but i can't he... find any full episodes he's a treasure and he knows i mean he's bona fide um knows way more than all of us probably put together and that's not that's not uh, diminishing either of you because you know a lot no, no, uh, I, I I agree, and I think he falls into that same realm as like a guy like John Waters, where it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, you make these kind of movies, you're pro- you probably right. only care about this lane of cinema. It's just like, no, he knows about mm-hmm. it all. He knows all, yeah, yeah. Kurosawa, uh, western, spaghetti westerns, especially. A thousand percent, yeah. A thousand, yeah. He's oh, yeah. he's your guy. Um, okay, well, the, we had a flash sale. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, really weird. I I didn't expect it to be when I, I thought it would be the weekend that Le Cirque Rouge came out, um, which was the week after when it actually was. But uh, did you all buy anything? I, I did not. I'm, I'm stuck on the, I'm stuck on the channel. Uh, and just from a room standpoint, I don't buy too much physical media mm-hmm. these days. So um, I'm always on, I'm, I, I just stick to the channel and then we'll watch that, which we'll be getting into later. So, yeah, I saw your, um, he you showed me your, your collection and, um, we talk often about, uh, the space it takes and um and you're in good and company. that was just light that, that was like nothing because like uh, the bulk of it is back at my grandmother's old house at another na- neighborhood in queens like i still have all my vhs tapes all that stuff it's it's uh i just can't get rid of everything but as far mm-hmm. as where i live directly I've, I've just i've gotten rid of so much stuff makes sense yeah. what about you for jill yeah i got some stuff and i'm and i just i logged in to look at my orders and God, I wish I had gotten like one more because I'm five <laughs> points away from another fifty dollar gift Ooh. certificate. Wow! But wow. um, so I ordered. Uh, let's see, I got the Red Shoes 4K, uh, Love Affair, Written on the Wind, the Piano 4K, and then I got the Fellini box set. Ooh, and that's so right. <laughs> the Fellini set. I was like thinking it was. Like I knew it was big, but I thought it was like um, just like thick. It's I didn't amazing. realize <laughs> it was the size of a record box set. It, it's oh, like well. a Final. it's almost like a like a, a board game. <laughs> yeah, and so I get it, and I'm like, okay, this is really amazing. What the mm-hmm. hell am I gonna do with it? So right now, speaking of board games, it's on the shelf on top of a <laughs> uh, clue right now with our board games. So I have no. Thomas was like, "What are you gonna do with that?" And should I'm like, we, "I don't know." Should we play Monopoly or Satyricon? <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a couple standalone um, Fellinis that, and I'm trying to decide if I'm gonna 
you know, get rid of those or I don't know. Um, I I had a good conversation with the artist that that put that together, and mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I, I I'm curious what you think about the films. Have you seen a lot of Fellini? I've seen some. Okay. Yeah, as you so... as you as you dip into that set, maybe uh, it's gorgeous. I mean, the it's really a work of art. That packaging. Um, I, I, I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's stunning, set. and and it is like a um, either like a a, a vinyl box set or like the the box it actually reminds me a little bit of the there was a great um box set dylan bob dylan box set that came Mm. out years ago called biograph and so it kind of reminds me of those like super deluxe um music box sets that came out so i that kind of that was immediately what i thought of when i saw it Um, Which, I mean, in a way, you know, uh, Fellini, they're, you know, uh, I mean, he's obviously an artist, but Mm -hmm. like, there's also, you could say in a way, um, his films are very, I say musical, but not in a, not in that way. It's, it's, it's like, rhythmic, uh, maybe uh, rhythmic and it's, and it's like, um, a, a beautiful piece of music, mm-hmm. just the, 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 the cinema of it. And so I don't know if that's what they were thinking when they put that together, but it does, uh, when I, when I looked at it, I was like, okay, this is exactly like a, a complete, you know, discography of, of, uh, of like a legendary poet you know, of, of like Bob Dylan or something. So that's, I don't know if that's what they were thinking, but that's what I thought. So just wait till you get to Bergman. <laughs> Some next flash sale. When you spend uh, that $5, um, uh, it's so worth we'll it. See. But yeah. We'll see. We'll All see. Right, let's roll through some news here. So, um, yeah. uh, Johnny toe, we talked about him with, um, with Grady and, uh, Chris yeah. as well. So he has, uh, the heroic trilogy, which I know nothing about, but it screened, with um, Janice Films credited, so uh, potential there. Uh, have, Marcus, have you seen much Toe? I have not. He's one of those directors that I know a lot about, but I just don't know. I haven't seen a lot a lot of his work. Okay. So. Yeah, Th- Throwdown came out, and that was really good. I recommend that, but uh, I, don't, I can't speak for the Heroic Trilogy. Um, and then I'm, I'm excited about this. Uh, Janice has acquired the rights to uh, Kanoyo Tanaka, Films, um, and I'll put links in the show notes uh, for the uh, the the page at, at Janice Films. There's also a trailer. Uh, they're they're doing a retrospective uh, at I believe it's the Metrograph. I could could be mistaken. It might be Lincoln Center. Okay. Um, so Marcus, mm-hmm. you might get to go see um, those in person. Cool. Um, and so Tanaka was on the Women Make Film disc a lot. So Mark Cousins talked mm-hmm. about her a lot. Okay. Not a lot of female Japanese filmmakers that I am aware of, uh, So, but I hear that these are all excellent. I haven't seen any, any of them, uh, but I did watch Women Make Film, and it looked pretty impressive. So um, I think this would be a fun box set. If Oh, and I just want to – I didn't put this on the um, show notes, but just as an aside, uh, talking about, um, you know uh, – screenings in in new york and you were talking about metrograph but um this past week at moma um two of the workers at the film desk at moma were were stabbed yeah and um and i and our good friend Mm farron uh nime she 
had pro, you know, she was programming that um, uh, women in pre-code series for MoMA. So she has worked with them a lot and knows them. And this was, uh, you know, she was kind of giving us updates on that situation. And so um, I just want to say that like, um, you know, Aaron and I, you know, you know, most of us listening, we're not in the New York film rep uh, repertory film scene because we don't live there. But the people at MoMA um, and all of, you know, this is kind of where a lot of the support comes from. Mm -hmm. uh, Just like, you know, UCLA Film and TV Archive or Film Noir Foundation or or, um, uh, uh, Scorsese's um, Film Foundation, you know, a lot of the movies that we end up seeing, especially older movies that we end up seeing make it to Criterion or Kino or, or wherever they are circulating in these repertory yep. uh, theaters. And so I just wanted to like give a shout out to those workers at MoMA. I hope yeah, they definitely. are okay. Mm-hmm. And it was super shitty what that guy did. And he's, a, he's nuts. And they, uh, they know who he is. I don't know if they've caught him yet. Yeah, they he, they've caught him. Is. They've caught him. Yeah, he was going and, bringing up baby of all things. I mean, well, why would you bring a knife and, to? And yeah. I think, I think that like, I think even Farron said she had seen, maybe seen mm-hmm. him at some screening. I think he was a regular. So, um, but anyways, I just wanted to make sure that, that, you know, I don't know if they'll hear this, but that, you know, we're thinking of them and that they are. You know, I know Farron said that they are like the the nicest people. They're mm-hmm. like champions of film, and um, yeah. So hope I hope that they recover, you know, quickly. And, and we sh- love what they do. Shout out to MoMA. You know, I, I I do go to New York pretty frequently, and I'm on every single theater's mailing list. And Marcus, I'm sure you are too. But um, it's rare from somebody in the southeast. And a lot of what we talk about, like the Tanaka. Um, uh, I mean, they, it gets it, their it gets its first round there mm-hmm. typically. If it's not there, it's in LA, and and so what you know, even though you know I'm not going there um, and patronizing them directly, but I mean they've also made things available to stream too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're a MoMA member, which I think you can do for like under a hundred bucks. I am a yeah. So, you know, I just, I, you know, they, they do a lot of great work and, um, it was just really upsetting to see that, um, happen yeah. to them. So. And Mark, yeah. do you live there? I, I know the MoMA employees are just the best, but, um, do you go out to these theaters or MoMA very often? Oh, a thousand percent. I, I went, eh, <clears throat> I went a couple of months before, you know, the world shut down first. They did, it was this, it was, uh. It was very interesting. It was a it was this big screening of the Insider, uh, with Michael Mann in person. Actually, I actually got to meet him and take a picture with him. Nice. Oh, cool! But it was one of those things where it seemed like so much of film Twitter was it, it was sold out. But it was like mm-hmm. the night. Well, it was that night. But like the morning, the next morning, I like saw in either my DMs or people would tweet at me like, "Hey, I saw you at uh, walking yeah. around there, but I just didn't <laughs> want to say hi." I was like, "Oh, you should have come up and said hi. It's all right." Uh, mm-hmm. It was like I got about like 10 notifications like that. So it seemed like there were a lot of folks in the audience who just like follow each other on Twitter, but didn't come up and say hi. So, oh, that's, yeah, always. Yeah, a, it was a fun time. Yeah, we're not it, always the most, so, I mean, there's a lot of socially awkward <laughs> <laughs> movie lovers. Sure, so I'm sure that's totally, yeah. 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 But, well. um, no, it's such a community. And so even though I'm not, um, 
involved in that particular local community it, it it does our little world is not that big and mm-hmm. and so i you know that really um cuz i mean that could have happened you know it it just affected everybody i think yeah. and and, and it was just really upsetting so yeah. i anyways yeah it's un- unimaginable know. i'd say um and i and i i was following Farron very closely and um yeah so a lot of love to MoMA. Hope they're doing well, and I hope and I'm glad they banned and probably hopefully put this guy in jail. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, that's just something. Yeah, unimaginable is the way. Yeah, just weird, just totally bizarre. I mean, there's always random, like weirdos yeah. that show up at these screenings. <laughs> I mean, we've all like encountered. There's always like one or two super odd birds that are at this, but like you don't ever think of them like being like all stabbity. Right. You know, and yeah, right, this right. guy was just like way stabbity and probably Stab- a, misog- stabbity, and, yeah. and a oh, misogynist. A bad so, person. You know. Yeah. Something's going on there. So I, yeah, that's the one <laughs> yeah, thing. I would say so. People can like good films and be evil. You know, that's that's right. So that's just a right. couple of main things. Um, Man Bites Dog was tweeted. So potential yeah. upgrade it sounds pretty likely. Um, there was a new restoration of Lubitsch's uh, Trouble in Paradise Man, on the channel. Man, come on. I'm with Make you. Make it happen. I'm with Jesus. you. Jesus. I've got that old DVD. Make it happen, please. That might be one of my favorite pre-codes. Uh, so oh, it's so it good. Um, as, yeah. So let's just get to our segments and wrap up here. Um, yeah. So first, cool. we have we have this segment called Beyond Criterion, and it it would be remiss if we didn't bring up really a big release. Uh, so, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, I want to reference a Drew, a joke that Drew made um, uh, to us privately. I think he put it on his, his public feed as well, but he made a joke that. Um, Okay, we have rights to a lot of bad films. Put it in a box set. <laughs> I'm not saying these. I'm not saying these are ba- ba- bad films, but um, I've seen a few, and these aren't the best of Bogart's films. No, it, it but is they're pretty for, good. No, and and let me let me say that. So these Columbia Noir box sets that they've put out have been top notch. Okay, mm-hmm. but these are not. For every box set, there may be one. Maybe two really good B yeah. film noir. Okay, the, these box sets are for like diehard mm-hmm. fans. Okay, this so this bogey set. First of all, the whole look of it is badass. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> um, but the but the movies in this set are. Like Dead Reckoning is great. Yeah. The Harder They Fall is great. Um, Tokyo Joe's okay. Um, is okay. The, um, the Harder They Fall, I think, is my. I mean, it's one of my favorite bogeys. I think yeah, it's. it's I don't really sleep on good. it. So the the thing is, is that these are certainly not. I mean, Dead Reckoning is great because Elizabeth Scott's in it, and mm-hmm. she's like the the ultimate film uh, film fatale. But um, these are not his his best yeah it's not um, not in a lonely place or you know but you know um this is uh, you know these are all like you know post um peak bogey which was you know really like early to mid 40s mm-hmm. um so this is after he's um he's not w- with warners anymore so these are all um I mean, and you've got, but you've got him in Knocking on Your Door, which is a Nicholas Ray film. Yeah. I mean, these are just really great, uh, but really for the for a bogey fan. 
And I haven't seen uh, Knock on Any Door, but I, I can't think of Ray making, you know, a film I wouldn't like. It's good. It's is really it? yeah. good. Um, so I think the only one I haven't seen here is The Family Secret. Okay. I haven't seen Sirocco, which, but I've seen the Which rest. is... Yeah. Um, and The Ray. I think Family Secret is the one that his Santana films made. Well, I think the the really great thing about these sets is... First off, they love the audio commentaries. There's and and hold hold your thought. I have a. I'm going to talk about a noir, another noir set here in a moment. But so I mentioned we mentioned Glenn Glenn Kenny. I was thrilled to see that um, that he is doing did a commentary with Farron. With Farron, they're really good friends. They're great. So this yeah. is going to be um, a lot fall. of fun. And then my really good friend Alan Rohde, um, mm-hmm. who hopefully we can have on sometime. Um, Alan is he is um, the film noir expert he is on the board of the film noir foundation um he does a lot of um commentaries for imprint and others um he's just a great dude i just spoke to alan on the phone a couple weeks ago and we had a nice conversation and he had told me before this was announced (laughs) uh, that he that he had done the uh, commentary for dead reckoning so that's gonna be fantastic i love alan yeah it's it's been a while since i've seen dead reckoning so i i'll look forward to that and um and yeah uh, chris christine newland isn't on here like a whole oh she's fantastic just a long list of people we like uh she is probably one of the uh christina's probably one of the best film writers out there today yeah no i i I, there's a a lot of friends here and I, i have a feeling that when this comes out we might um be talking about it a little further Oh, I think so. Such a surprise, though. You know, I, I kind of thought that Columbia Noir had, um, that ship had sailed, but uh, this was, um, yeah. I'll just say that I I, I, think I made this joke on Facebook, but um, this was bought before my morning coffee was finished. <laughs> yeah, and I was buying it as I was in the middle. Yeah, same thing. I was in the middle of my latte, so that yeah. it was bought. So 6,000 units, but it, it'll likely sell out. In fact, it will. I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if it's uh, pretty soon. Uh, most A lot of their sets do sell out. So with that, Marcus, I'll kick it to you. I know you don't buy a lot of physical media, so if you don't have anything for Beyond Criterion, that's fine. But um, so I guess I'll ask do you: Do you anything any new releases that you've been watching? Yeah, um, you're right. I, I don't really buy much physical media these days. I mean, I, I watch as much as possible, though. Still, um, and speaking of Criterion and go to the channel, I think it's really cool that right now they're featuring. Um, all the films, because I don't know if she's made a feature film yet, but all the films of uh, Sophie Ramvari. Um, she's actually, actually, when you go to the Criterion channel, she's one of the like main people up on the page. She's a young filmmaker out of Canada. I saw her latest short film still processing with, which the channel is really pushing right now. Um, I saw it at Toronto two years ago. Well, actually I, I saw it virtually when that it was the first year Toronto went virtual because of COVID. Mm, but yeah. I think it's really cool that like all, they have like all of her films up on the channel now and you can see them. Um, you mentioned him earlier, but I my I was uh, got my wife into some uh, Cirque films because I was uh, mm-hmm. a little while. I was just thinking of my mom uh, uh, recently, and I remember how much she liked Imitation of Life. So oh, nice. mm-hmm. we watched Imitation of Life, and then I was exp- um, then we watched All That Heaven Allows, and then I was explaining to her that like you know then we watched the Todd Haynes film Far From Heaven. Yeah, and then I remember nice. going back and I was like there's this other movie Ollie Feeds the Soul it's kind of like a triple feature mm-hmm. deal. Um 
and we actually just finished. We actually just early, early this morning because our son kept us up. So we watched Metropolitan. Um, oh, nice. Because um, and I was ex- yeah, and I was explaining to her how like when I was like seventeen, I when I was in high school, I hated that movie so much. <laughs> it just wasn't my like those people weren't my. Th- which now that I'm older, it's like yeah, they kind of they are insufferable and they're young. Mm-hmm. They think they know everything. And now I think that movie's a masterpiece. I mean, I think Whit Stillman is 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 brilliant. Um. So yeah, that that's kind of those are kind of cool. the things that I'm on right right now. So awesome, Jill. I'm yeah. sure you got something. I do, and so it's two from Warner Archive, and I actually haven't gotten them yet, but they're on their way. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about them anyways. And that's the um, it's two releases. The first is A Star Is Born, 1937, William Wellman, um, and it's Frederick March. And Janet Gaynor. And um, th- what's exciting about this is that it is an HD master from the 4K scan of the original nitrate. Okay. Wow. Um, I have seen the nitrate of this, and it was absolutely stunning. Um, and so I am really freaking excited about this. I have like three copies of this film. Plus it, you know, there's like, there's a lot of uh, public domain copies <laughs> out there that are really <laughs> terrible and forever. That's all there was. And then Kino released it, um, you know, several years ago on Blu-ray, which was a really big deal. And they, and they did a good job with it, but it still wasn't, you know, this is early early Technicolor and it it still was kind of missing. And so when I saw this um, nitrate um, of it, I think that was in uh, 2018 um, that I saw that, um, I was like, okay, we deserve (laughs) so much better than what's out there. So um, it's supposed to be absolutely gorgeous too. So I cannot wait. The other one from Warner Archive is also a 4K scan of an original nitrate, and that is Captains of the Clouds, 1942. Now, this is a movie that I absolutely love, um, and it's a it's James Cagney and Dennis Morgan, and a lot of our listeners may not know who Dennis Morgan is. He was kind of one of those guys that became a star during wartime. Uh, and I don't think he would have ever been a star otherwise, Hmm. but it was like, you know, there weren't a lot of men leading, you know, of that age that could be starring in movies because, you know, they needed to be not hanging around Hollywood. They needed to be fighting. So it's, it's one of those just weird things where he, I mean, he's, he's cute and he's likable, but um, he's he's not necessarily um, a great actor, um, and probably most people would know him from Christmas in Connecticut. He is the um, the serviceman who who falls for Barbara Stanwyck. Um, but he made a lot of like buddy movies, like musicals with um, Jack Carson. Nice. So that was kind of his and Jack Carson, who most people would probably know from Mildred Pierce. Mm. So um, but anyways, what's cool about this is this is a Michael Michael Curtiz uh, movie and James Cagney is a pilot. He's Canadian and um, he 
it steals uh, like flying jobs from from um, other pilots. So they do like um, they're like, uh, you know, they do cargo, but it's like these little like um God, I'm like really struggling right now, but, um, but anyways, <laughs> but they, um, it, it's like a transport, you know, like a courier air courier. Yeah. And then when it, because this is set up in, this is 1942, it's set at the beginning of, of our involvement in the war. Um, he gets, um, he decides to enlist into the Royal Canadian air force. And so it's kind of like part, um, you know, it's kind of like, all right, let's get into the fight. Yeah. And even though it's set in Canada, I think it was also kind of like to sell Americans mm-hmm. on why we're getting involved. And so um, there's, there's a lot of that. Great. Yeah. I... Yeah. And so what's neat about this film is that this was the first um, Hollywood film to be filmed almost entirely in Canada. Nice. Um, and then it was released right after the U.S. entered World War II. So it definitely has it, – it doesn't go like full propaganda, but it definitely has that, um, you know, hey, we got to be doing this. Yeah, it's got so, the message. Um, and it's and it's critiques, which is it's just a masterfully directed film, and it's just in gorgeous Technicolor. So um, it's one that not a lot of people know about. So I'm hoping that, um, and I would I would strongly encourage people to to snag this one because I know it's going to look fantastic. Yeah, I, I might. Um, as it turns out, I'm not going to New York anytime soon, but I am going to Canada, um, Toronto, of course. So I don't I don't you know this is 1942. Toronto certainly changed, <laughs> and I don't know if any of it was shot there, but um, but I'm a big fan of Canada, um, and we have we have a lot of Canadian listeners Canada. as well. Yeah, Toronto's a cool city. Well, I, I think I'll, I'll probably pick that up, uh, Jill. I haven't seen it. Yeah, um, it's it's. I think you'll like it. It's no masterpiece, but it's definitely a, a kind of an important underseen film. I think for that for that era. I think I think it's a it's mm-hmm. kind of a nice little time capsule for that. So, nice. um, and it it just looks and it just looks great. Well, I have, I have a couple real quick. Um, so first off, uh, this just was announced a couple days ago. Second Sight, the uh, the British label, uh, re- announced a box set for Drive. Uh, Nicholas Winding Refn. I think I pronounced that right. You did. Yeah. Uh, I, I I like that film a lot. I, I wouldn't say I love it. Um, I love Albert Brooks in that film. Uh, different type. I still of... love. I still love that movie as if it came out. You know, <clears throat> wow, eleven years, almost eleven years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That oh, was wow. another movie that like came out it was big it was huge and then mm-hmm. you know it, it got its 15 minutes it, it pushed gosling gosling even over yeah um but now it's like i remember just it was one of those movies that had an equal amount of haters yeah it had um, a bad and i find that a sure. lot of people yeah uh, I, I but the yeah. people that kind of hate drive it's kind of like you're hating it for the reasons that like you're supposed <laughs> to i, I don't know i don't want to get into it but i i that, that that that's a movie that my love for that movie has not waned o- over the years i still love it um mm-hmm. so yeah yeah, I can't wait. I can't believe it's been that long. First off, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that Ruffin is actually um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but he has been instrumental in preserving some Mexican cinema. Really, and in and specifically like the Luchador films. He's wow, like, I oh, that, wow, that's something I yeah, like between wrestling and Ruffin, I feel like I'm yeah, he is like, um, so like those. Um, 
there's one series of luchador films it's um santo yes and <laughs> um blue demon yeah. Yeah. yeah and so the the el santo movies um and so yet yeah, he's like all wind wound up into that um oh. so so yeah that's <laughs> just as a yeah, side. He's just a cool dude. <laughs> a little digression. Um, so, Jill, you probably don't know this, but Santo, uh, uh, that was the first MST3K of the new season. <laughs> so I okay. haven't watched it yet, but I, I heard that the, the wrestling yeah. is there. Um, we Wade and I, Wade and I went to a midnight of, I think it was the Cerebro del Mal Santo movie, and like Santo's, like the his like niece was there and she did like she talked before it and everything and he like totally has invested Reffin has in, invested like all this money to mm -hmm. get these santo films restored and so we saw one of the restorations and like there's a big thank you for Reffin before nice. it you know and then like his the guy's niece or granddaughter or whatever was like, no, you're supposed to like yell during this. Like you're <laughs> supposed to just completely catcall this film, you know? Yeah. So well, um, MST anyway, did. I just, I, I just had to say that. I would but, love to have him on the show to talk about that. That'd may, be great. Yeah, maybe. I have, boy, we, so many guests. <laughs> so we we have a good one coming up next, by the way. Um, not that you're not good, Marcus. You're <laughs> excellent. Um, real quick, I, I just want to mention. Uh, speaking of Columbia Noir. Um, you know, yeah. we buy, buy these films. Um, we have to watch them sometimes, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's best. It's good practice to buy there's what you thing, to watch what you this buy. Thing called watching the movies <laughs> we buy. So I I I'm through um, almost through Columbia Noir number three. Um, and okay, and I will say that I I don't know if um so refer to the the Drew uh, uh, joke about uh, bad films. Let's put them in a box set. <laughs> um, no, yeah. A lot of the B noirs, you know, the, the cream rose to the top. Some, some, some were special. Right. And, you know, they put out four sets and now the, the bogey five. Um, so I don't know if there's diminishing returns on what was available, but I will say that this one had some of the worst noirs I've seen. Um, like between midnight and dawn, I didn't like the dark past. I really didn't like but there were some good ones. Johnny mm -hmm. Johnny O'Clock uh, that has Dick Powell that was pretty good. I, yes. I, of course, how who named somebody Johnny O'Clock? But um, <laughs> and then the the sniper was excellent, and I uh, that has an Eddie Mueller com commentary as well. Um, all of them mm -hmm. have good commentaries, but I've, obviously I didn't. You know, if I don't like the film, I don't, I don't care who you are. Well, no, I, I do. Right. Care. If, if Farron did it or somebody or Eddie or somebody, I, I would still listen to that commentary. So I I'm only have um, City of Fear to finish. It, even the bad ones, they're just, they're just fun to watch, and these are just great. Yeah, releases. I mean, and these are just, and these really, when you come down to it, you've got to love the genre, mm -hmm. and and it it's just like me with like weird pre codes and stuff. It's like you you go, okay, this wasn't great, but like it's the it's the process of just being in that world that you love, you yeah. know. And so, yeah, I'm with you. Like, not all of these are are great, but it's like to have a broader knowledge of the genre you got to you got to dig deep and you and and you do end up finding those like amazing gems mm -hmm. that are that are buried you know and sometimes they they would insert they they would use the the genre even though i know it was retroactively considered a genre um 
by the French sure. critics, but you know, crime films were a thing, were a big thing, obviously. Um, and they would use right. these because they were popular, and they would use these to, to send messages. So the sniper is actually about right. like sexual criminals. But the thing is, because mm-hmm. of the code, you can't really show sexual criminals. So they talk a lot about no. sexual criminals, but they show a, a guy sniping people, which is dark. You know, that for right. 1952, I believe it was. Well, they were cheap to make, and you can yep. make a social commentary on it. And yeah, yeah, I mean, that's all. You can just crank them out. And besides that disconnect, it was a very good film. But um, but even the bad ones, where they have a message are interesting, you know, what they're trying to say. One was about, there was that whole psychology thing. Uh, one was a, a home abduction, and they, they were trying to do some dream analysis of the person that was abducting the home. <laughs> Stupid as shit, but, but yeah. still, you know, I, I, I didn't like the movie. It wasn't well done, but I, I still enjoyed watching it. So Yeah. Okay, well, we're almost done here, so we just have our short takes and piece of flair. And Marcus, I know, I know you're not um, buying physical media, but is there anything else you've seen on the channel lately that you uh, is worth pointing out, recommending? Yeah, I, I, I said it earlier. Uh, watch, you know, Losing Ground, um, Kane River. Those are two films that are kind of like when they came out, they weren't necessarily given the respect that they deserve. But I guess, you know, at least at least it's happening now, unfortunately. You know, the film hickers behind them aren't alive anymore, but still, th- th- those are very two important, really great, you know, films um, that are on the channel right now. And Kane River is like prominently featured, like when you go up on when you open it up on the on the TV, their app, it just kind of shows up. So so mm-hmm. uh, outside of the other things that I mentioned, I've been watching like Metropolitan and the Cirque films and, and stuff like that. Um, I watched Ghost Dog uh, the other day, too, nice. which is a movie <laughs> that I love. Another just like what I was saying about Metropolitan. It's crazy to think that again, when I was a teen in my late teens, I hated Ghost Dog, and now it's like one of my favorite movies ever. It's crazy to think that, but hmm. yeah, Ghost Dog is great. Yeah, I, I Riz's see... first film score. Yeah, um, Riz is great. In that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I could see you quibbling with some of the, uh, you know, how he's kind of like psychic and the, you know, um, and and you know, he, like he knows stuff before other people know it. But uh, but I enjoy that movie. Yeah, just well. everything about it. I hadn't gotten too too super deep into film at that point i mean i mm-hmm. you know i still that was the age where like i watched every stanley kubrick movie so i thought i knew everything about movies <laughs> yeah, which, like, a lot of we've all fall- yeah you know, we've all know. fallen into that pit yeah 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 so, so check out ghost dog on the channel as well it's so great ghost dog is fun yeah and a lot of yeah. good needle drops too although i guess they're technically cassette tapes or cds maybe in cars cds he plays cds in CDs, his car yeah. yeah um jill what you got all right, so um, love affair. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's great. I, I recently watched it too. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So I just I I just got the uh, the uh, the disc from the the flash sale, and you know I've seen this movie many times, um, and it looks beautiful. And this has a interview with our friend Farron Nime, who um, loves this movie, and I'm I was so glad to hear she's on it. And of course, you know Serge Bromberg with uh, Lobster Films is on here, and um, you know the thing I had seen, I think probably a lot of people ha- have seen an affair to remember, and they probably because it's the more uh, well-known film. Um, But, you know, Leo McCary 
made Love Affair in the 30s, and then he made it again as An Affair to Remember in the 50s, 1957, I believe, with Cary Grant and Deborah Carr. And it's, in a lot of ways, it's like a shot-for-shot remake. Um, Some updated to it, but it's pretty much a shot-for-shot, and the dialogue is almost identical. Um, And... You know, Fair to Remember is definitely a beautiful film. Um, it's not a great movie. Um, and Grant and Carr are, are gorgeous. And it kind of ha- experienced a resurgence a bit when um, Sleepless in Seattle mm. uh, came out in 90, 93, 94, I guess. Because it... it um, you know, reference to a lot. I mean, they, they watch it at one point and they're talking, you know, it's definitely dominating the conversation, um, in that film. Um, but love affair, um, even though it is pretty, pretty much, you know, a fair to remember is so identical to it. I think love affair has a different pacing. Um, I think that it. Honestly, and the God strike me down for this. I think <laughs> that that Boyer and Dunn are better um, in these roles than than I Grant think that, and Carr. That's fair, I think. Yeah. As much as I love Grant and Carr together, because um, they're so fucking gorgeous, um, <laughs> I just think that it works better. And also, I think um, Open Skya as the grandma is far better than the old lady they trot out in, in, uh, an affair to remember. Um, and it's more believable, uh, because in an affair to remember Cary Grant and his grandma, they look about the same age. (laughs) So, um, anyways, I just think that this, this movie as kind of quote cheesy. And I say that in quotes, um, that I think a lot of modern audiences would consider it cheesy. Um, You just have to kind of give yourself over to it um, as you do with uh, melodrama. And I just think it's a stunning film. It looks gorgeous on this release. It's never looked this beautiful. Um, And the packaging is gorgeous. I love on the back kind of the iridescent lavender uh, they have on the back with the with the title. It's just a it's just a beautiful um, a beautiful package. And so if you haven't picked this one up, people, you need to you need to grab it. It's really yeah. it's really nice. I love it. Yeah. I, I will say the the singing children. Mm. Um, I I'm not crazy about yeah. that. Um, in that or the or a fair to remember, but. That's a great time to get up to go pee if you need to. <laughs> well, now we can pause it. So, um, yeah, it's amazing just how many. I, I didn't realize until I watched the credits that I, McCary, of course, was a legend. I, mean, I think that was his peak period. Um, yes, absolutely. And then, and then Delmer Daves had some involvement. Yeah. Uh, Edward Dim- Dimitrik had some Dimitrik, involvement. Yeah. I think... Delmer Daves, man. Talk. I mean, I, I love me some Delmer Daves. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I love his westerns too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I thought Don and Boye had great chemistry. Um, and I, I could tell, and I don't know if it was Daves or uh, there's another writer. I think there might've been a dispute, um, but I, yes, they wrote around some code issues. You, they did. pretty obvious. I mean, but, they um, are but flat they did it well. out. 
They yeah. are flat out having an affair right. on this on this cruise. And and just to and just to say that like once again, this was a collaborative effort to bring this through MoMA mm-hmm. and Lobster. So it just shows like how yep. involved these these people are in making sure these movies and this it, we have had nothing but inferior copies of this film. It has looked terrible. And so, you know. Yeah, public really domain. Exciting. Yeah, and actually, I, I saw King Kong's about to enter the public domain. So be, yeah. beware. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, the, the, there's a reason why uh, these restoration companies exist. So um, I have a feeling we're, we're going to talk about this movie again pretty soon. Yes. Um, so what well, mine is? Uh, so I'm I'm taking this Western class, and we just have a few weeks remaining, and um, and we we'll talk about it more on the show um, down the road. Uh, so I got to rewatch my darling Clementine, yeah. uh, and this time I, I, I rewatched the film, but I also watched the pre-release version, which was the one that Ford liked, um, and I think uh-huh. it was discovered later. I, I forget the the full story around it, um, but it's it's kind of I guess if, if there is a director's cut, you know, this is probably the closest thing. You know, he preferred that, and and I, when I think of this film, of course, John Ford, you know, Monument Valley, uh, Henry um, Ford. Uh, Henry Ford. <laughs> Henry Fonda. <laughs> Henry Fonda. I, I do it all the time. Henry you, Fonda. Not the, I have done that so many times. I love Henry Fonda in this film. He's just so chill. And um, and, I, and I think of this, so of course the, the story is bullshit. Wyatt Earp, we all know, made stuff up. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, eventually became Tombstone and all this. But I, I think this is the best adaptation of the OK Corral. And it's yeah. so, like charming it's so laid back there's also some code navigation they did on, on this one as well but um and i just like that the scene of him um balancing on the chair uh, against yes. the post i uh, just really I, I don't know it just speaks to me so um i really enjoyed this now the pre-release is a a little slower paced and a little more relaxed which i think fits the movie better you know it's not just about the okay corral they really dig into all these characters and i think that's why this is well, such that's a what good I movie. think is so fascinating about some of the you know westerns is when you do get more character pieces um mm-hmm. and that's what John Ford I think did so well was that you do get these fleshed out um characters and it's not just about all right we're gonna go fight the engines and we're gonna show right, you know right. <laughs> I mean it's it's all of that so um you know I do like having more character driven uh, westerns. I think that's nice. Yeah. So, okay, we'll, we'll, we're wrapping up. So, Piece of Flair is just anything other than Criterion we're enjoying. And Marcus, you already mentioned a few things. Is there anything else you've seen lately that you want to um, highlight? Yeah, I've been... Uh, it, it hasn't come out yet. I did a on, um, Movies from Hell podcast. Uh, we, we did an episode oh, cool. on um, John Pies, and um, he's a guy that I got into heavily last year. Um, because I'm, I'm I'm a huge Guy Madden fan. Speaking hmm. of Criterion, a lot of his stuff is there. And Guy Madden got his start <clears throat> through um, John Pius. He made this film called um, Crime Wave. Not this is two words. Not Crime Wave, the um, the Sam Raimi film. This is right. Crime Wave. Um, and it's just this great masterpiece Canadian film. Um, he only did one other feature called uh, Top of the Food Chain, which came out in the very late '90s with uh, Tom Everett Scott um scott campbell um and that's a really good movie so i've been watching his films but he's such this canadian cult figure where like he's you know he directed episodes of kids in the hall um Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because a lot of kids in the hall 
was influenced by his film Crime Wave and Bruce McCullough, one of the kids in the hall, mm-hmm. yeah. loved. This is the most Canadian banter <laughs> I've ever. He, he he saw Crime <laughs> Wave, loved it so much, and then he got <clears throat> John Pius to direct episodes of it. And there's a throughout the five seasons that Kids in the Hall was on, there's this uh, there's this recurring skit where you watch this little girl kind of grow up called It's a Fact, where this yes. girl start and. Well, there's there's a scene in Crime Wave that influenced those skits, and that's okay. part of you know. Hmm. And then there's this. So yeah, just the the films and the work of John Pye is, is is what I've what I've been into for for o- over a year consistently now. Nice, so, awesome. Yeah. I'll check it out. All right, Jill. I I know I'm gonna like yours. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's never a wrong time to watch Waiting for Guffman. I love this movie so much. And uh, I was talking to my best friend. Um, He lives in uh, L.A. And he was working on his computer. And his husband comes in and is like, um, hey, you know, I'd like to do a little, like, refresh in in the living room and kind of, you know, you know, do a little bit of remodeling or whatever and so my friend was like thinking oh you know maybe like a thousand dollars or something you know uh get some new pillows maybe like some new curtains you know just like a minor thing and so his husband was like no like more like ten thousand dollars and so without saying anything my friend sean like just wordlessly pulls up the scene in waiting for Guffman where (laughs) he asks for a hundred thousand dollars and he plays it. Nice. And of course it did not go over too well. (laughs) (laughs) So then of course, anytime someone brings up Guffman, which is constantly um, in my, in my inner circle, I have to put it on. And it's one of those movies that like, uh, you know, Thomas and I constantly um, are quoting and, you know, Catherine O'Hara's birthday was like in the last week or so. And so I was thinking about her performance in that. And so I put it on and, um, yeah, it's magic. And so, um, and I think it was a couple, maybe three, four years ago that, that, uh, Warner archive finally put it out on, on Blu-ray. So, um, yeah, so that's what, it, that's what I watched. Pour one out for Fred Willard. That's all I gotta man. say. Yeah. That yeah. man. Willard. What you know, and like what, like I love the fact that like in the dawn of the internet, mm-hmm. that he goes to a porn theater, <laughs> right, and gets caught oh, in right. this porn theater, mm-hmm. and then like. I mean, like unscathed, like no one cared because it's like, like this dude, like old dude just goes to this porn theater (laughs) when he could just like pull it up on his computer. I like I just loved every bit of that. Mm -hmm. Just like what what a move. Not the same treatment for Pee Wee Herman. He was so fun. I I, I love all the all this troops films and uh, the the improv nature. Um, and Fred yeah. is just really one of the funniest uh, human beings. Oh, he's I think. so good. And he's yeah. so good in guff. I mean, I know everybody talks about his, you know, I love best in show too. And everybody sure. oh, yeah. points to that as like, no, it's all about his character in Guffman. Who's, yeah. Oh, he's, I, I, he's I, travel I agree. agent. I, yeah. I agree. I agree. He's such an ass. And um, I, I just love, 
you know, that he had to get penis reduction surgery. Like, it's just <laughs> like so it's so good. I got to watch it again. I don't I don't own that one. So that, I didn't know. Yeah, you got to get it. It's on Blu-ray. Yeah. You got to grab it. Yeah, it's so no. it's, it's, funny. It, it's easy to see. It's on all the time or any, anywhere. I think it streams somewhere. Um, it's streaming in my brain as we speak, <laughs> you know. Anyways. All right. Well, I, I know we're running long, but um, I have a, a t- tiny story to tell with mine. So um, so I'm for this Western class, we're getting towards the end of the Westerns. And uh, the one of the assigned films was The Shootist, which is uh, – was that Don Siegel? Um, I believe it, so. I'm pretty sure it was. And it, it was the last film with uh, um, John Wayne. Um, and, all, and and uh, Bacall, correct? And Bacall, and there's Jim, Jimmy yeah. Stewart's also in there, and a couple other people. Um, and what's funny is, I actually, it's not my first time seeing this movie. I saw this movie when I was probably eight or nine. <laughs> and <laughs> and what's the only reason is because my dad was um, Betamax. He was in Camp Betamax. Wow. And um, yeah, and Betamax was better. And like he, my dad was big into audio video, so he knew his shit. But the thing is, the reasons it was better is the reasons that you know, it was more expensive, so that's why it lost. So he 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 was like, "We're staying beta," and uh, the thing is, they stopped making discs for beta. They were making yeah. VHS, and eventually, of course, as you know, it went dead. But they made a beta for the shootist, and so my dad's <laughs> like, kind of like anybody you want to you want to share experience with your family or friends. He's like Aaron, eight year old Aaron. Um, you want to watch John Wayne's last film? And I'm like, who the fuck is John Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> and then he tells me a little bit, and I'm like, okay, okay, Dad, I'll watch it. Boring is sin. <laughs> if you're eight, I do not recommend that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> my age now, I was actually surprised. It was pretty uh, good. It, not terribly stylistic. Uh, um one thing that was interesting is, you know, now that I've seen all these westerns and other Wayne films, they actually use clips from his old films as exposition for this character. So it's yeah, it kind of like highlights the celebrity of of the the western outlaw, and uh, and kind of the worship that goes along with it. Um, but it's played straight, and uh, you know, Wayne, he was aging, but he did fine. Um, I mean, Jimmy, he was di- he was dying. He was dying. You're right. This. I think he yeah. died like a year or two later. But the character was yeah. dying as well. Um, Jimmy Stewart was aging as well. Um, I don't know if Drew could pull that off. We'll, we'll see next episode. We have him on. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's a it was a fitting end for um, for John Wayne. And you know, I have some feelings about John Wayne, but certainly, you know, he when you think of westerns, he deservedly is. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. That's that's the thing. I mean, John Wayne. Yeah, I won't get into it, but he's he was a racist piece of shit. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so were a lot of those actors. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood and, was different um, back then. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, but I, I I can't deny that I, you know, I, I like some of his stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and I just have to kind of like it's easier because he's dead too, you know, like. <laughs> I can be yeah, like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's dead. I mean, I'm not out here like, you know, getting John Wayne tattoos or anything, but right, like, right, right. um, but I do, you know, I do appreciate some of his movies. I, I mean, Stagecoach is probably my favorite yeah, and, yeah. And, I, and I love the, um, um Red River. I love I, I mean, Red there's... River and, and all that. So, you know, and, but this one is kind of poignant and, and yeah, because he was really sick, and mm-hmm. and then all at the same time too, like um, 
there were all these like fiercely liberal women who worked with him who um loved him and, mm. and I'm not saying their judgment's great but I mean <laughs> you know I think he was probably one of those people that if he wasn't uttering really sh- shitty racist <laughs> things he probably was okay to get along with you know so I would see Betty Bacall working with him or Catherine Hepburn you know who were very outspoken feminists and um, you know, I well, don't know. Well, Jill, I'll tell you what, for you, just for you, uh, in my class is in a few hours. I'll ask the teacher if when John Wayne was not uttering racist bullshit, if he was fun to get along with. Um, yeah, please do. <laughs> I, he probably yeah. will know he's, he's done his research. So, he, so yeah, that, and that's, uh, that's it. We have, um, we're actually going to watch power of the dog. There will be blood, uh, a couple, I think one more, uh, just to finish it out. Uh, you know, seeing how it modern Westerns and that's, uh, that's it. So, um, okay. Marcus, great having you, man. Uh, yeah, this was where can we, wonderful. Where can we, find, I mean, we know Pillow and Empire, so um, where can yeah, we find uh, you online? At, online, I mean, if you want to go to Twitter, it's at Pinland underscore Empire. Like I said, I am, my media is shadow banned, but still, if you go there, you know, it takes you to all the, the main stuff, www.pinlandempire.com, uh, Zebras in America, which is my podcast, uh, Pink Smoke, which is kind of my mm-hmm. second film writing yeah film, yeah um and all of that so yeah forgot about pink smoke please tell them hi they're great people Chris Absolutely. And all them. Yeah. Um, yeah and yeah twitter sucks anyway and frankly jill uh yeah when i i have to actually search you you don't nobody comes up in my feed I, it's just a terrible act yeah, so. yeah it's yeah. crap and you know and I've and hell, who knows? Maybe I've been shadow banned because I'm constantly yelling at people. But <laughs> you know, it's all good. Um, but um, no, uh, yeah, this was wonderful. 